And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, August 27th edition. We have seven games on tap today. Weird schedule. A lot of weird things going on in the world these days. So um, just take it easy. Do what you need to do. Um, hope things get changed soon. It was an interesting night last night on baseball. I don't want to make this a big uh, political platform, but uh, yeah, it was it was crazy to see. Really crazy to see. And changes need to be made. Hopefully they get made sooner than later. And if this is what it takes to make it happen, then so be it. Um, we thought we'd lose baseball to COVID this year. We might lose baseball to racism. So that's just where we are in 2020 and it is a very, very sad place we live in. So, um, yeah, this is a, I don't want to, I don't, I didn't know what to say. So, um, it's, it's a sad, sad thing we do, but, uh, we need to go on and we have baseball today. And if the players are playing, then we're going to talk baseball. If the players don't play, we're not going to talk baseball. It's that simple. So you'll still have me money through Friday, but, uh, just realize there's a lot going on in my head. I never know how to say it properly. Um, last time this happened with George Floyd, I got ridiculed by many people because I don't understand because I'm a white guy. So I try to keep it in and learn and listen. And that's the best I can do. And it's just, it's tough to see. It's tough, tough to see with all the different things going on. But um, yeah, just uh, let's talk seven games today. We have um, an early game, 405 Eastern, 105 Pacific. It is game one of a double hitter between the Giants and the Dodgers. So beware, it's only a seven inning game. Then you have a game starting at 637 Eastern. And the final game of the day starts at 710 Eastern. So you have a six-game span that starts about 30 minutes apart. So there's the one early game that's a doubleheader. The rest of them are regular games. Do with that as you wish. Um, when you're looking at the odds on today's slate, you got Red Sox, Blue Jays, 10.5. Orioles, Rays, 8.5. A's, Rangers, 9.5. Phillies, Nationals, 9. Twins, Tigers, 9.5. We don't have the Giants game. We're assuming that's the Kershaw-Gossman game at uh, 4.05 Eastern. The late game is supposed to be Bueller and Webb, so we're still waiting on that. And then I believe we are still waiting on uh, one other game as they're trying to mix and match the schedules. That's why when you're when you're looking at stuff today, like we wanted to withdraw yesterday and do other things. If your contests are full, DraftKings won't let you. They're not refunding you. It's a, it's a it's a weird time. Like I wouldn't be shocked if there's more postponements, if there's more schedule changes. So if you're going to play today, just understand there's going to be a lot of craziness probably taking place, and for good reasons. But it's going to affect what your enjoyment factor is in this, and that's not really what's important right now. But uh, just beware that is going to happen with all that's going on. Um, Weather wise, Philadelphia, Washington winds blowing out the center field about 12 miles an hour. Boston, Tampa Bay blowing out the left about 14 miles an hour chance of rain later that are uh, starting early but uh, fading off so if they wait a little bit they'll be our boston toronto sorry they'll be just fine uh, miami and the mets wind blowing in from left field about 12 miles an hour rain coming later in the game minnesota detroit blowing out the left field about nine miles an hour rain later in the game there as well so keep an eye on the weather we have many factors on today's slate but you're pitching on today's slate you got two guys over 10k you got scherzer 10-9 kershaw 10-2 uh scherzer coming off a, a blow up he's given up four more and two straight starts um, I don't, I don't know where he's at right now, to be totally honest. The strikeouts are there five or more in three straight, but you know, if he goes out and gets you six and a half points, like he did against the Marlins last time, that ain't going to do it. He had 24 or more in two straight starts against Baltimore and the Mets. He's just been uh, it's all or nothing with, with Scherzer. It's a really rough slate. So I have no problem going up to Scherzer at 10, nine, if you so choose, but just know that uh, he's not a hundred percent there right now, which is very, very strange to say with Mad Max, and he's facing a Phillies team that's offense might be kind of waking up, it looks like, um, a Phillies team that's uh, 
that uh, is striking out less than 20% of the timers right-handed pitching, hitting 268 with a 175 Woba and a three, or 175 ISO, 336 Woba. So they're not lighting the world on fire, but they're slowly heating up. So something to keep in mind there with the fight in Phils against Scherzer. You got Kershaw 10 2. Just remember, it's a seven inning game. We discussed Kershaw yesterday. Really good floor. Ceilings uh, there as well at times, especially the last few starts. His only bad start this year was against the Giants, who uh, beat him up for less than he went less than five innings in that outing. Uh, did not produce for you at all. So keep that in mind. Giants are hitting lefties well. Kershaw's in a great spot, though. Um, you got to imagine you don't know where their heads are going to be. You saw the press conference last night, so it's going to be really interesting to see where that, how that uh, unfolds. For the Dodgers and other players, but uh, only seven innings kind of doesn't make me feel as great about uh, playing Kershaw. But at the same time, you were thinking he's going to go six or seven anyways. So if he can give you six strong, maybe strike out seven plus, that's a, that's a big thing there with Kershaw at 10-2. Uh, if you're playing like a FanDuel when you need a quality start and then a win, might be a little difficult because maybe he leaves before six because they play a bullpen because there's only seven games. You never know. So keep that in mind with Kershaw. It changes things a bit. That kind of makes Scherzer a little more on my radar, if it was a nine-inning game, I'd take Kershaw over Scherzer right now. That's where I would go for sure. But uh, with uh, all things in play, you kind of want to look a little more at Scherzer than Kershaw on this one. Both both strong plays. Just realize the seven innings could have a factor in how things are played out. Now, before this slate got the way it got, I did not like Hunjin Ryu. It's, uh, he's playing in Coors East. Uh, watch the weather, of course. But he's playing in Coors East, so I'm just like avoiding pitchers there. That's just the way it's going to go. The total is 10 and a half. Um, the Red Sox, they're not uh, exceptional by any means right now. But at the same time, when the ball just flies out of ballparks like that, you got to at least keep an eye on it. Red Sox are striking out 21.6% of the time versus lefties hitting 266. Only a 181 ISO and 331 well, so they're kind of average, a little above average there. But um, it, that ballpark factor is a big, big factor there. You got Ryu, who's been pitching well, 319 ERA, coming off 20 points at Tampa Bay. His only um, home start was against Miami. He had one against Washington. But I believe that was in Washington, actually. Uh, the Miami start, he pitched well, six innings, one earned, uh, seven Ks. He's given up one earned or less in four straight starts, uh, six or more Ks in three of four starts. So he's pitching extremely well. If you want to jump on Ryu at 97, don't hate it at all. It's a, it's a really, really good spot there for Ryu. Just remember the ballpark's a little sketchy. If you want to use Ryu instead of Kershaw, instead of paying up for Scherzer, save some cash. Totally viable on a slate like this because it's going to be just pure chaos out there. There's plenty of places to get bats. You might want to save money for bats. So I totally get it going to Ryu. When I was uh, looking at this last night, because over at rotoballer.com, I wrote the free DraftKings piece for today. He's not in the article, but the more I looked into it last night into this morning with the changes going on and everything, Ryu became much more viable, per se, uh, on, on today's slate. So you can look at Ryu in this one. Again, um, lefty's hitting 224, righty's 276. Off Hongjin Ryu. So um, he's in play at 97. Not in love with it, but that's where we are on this slate. It's really, there's only like three other pitchers I want here, and two of them are in the six game below range. So it's, it, it's murky, very, very murky waters. Uh, Chris Bassett, 8,600 at Texas, is a guy I'm looking at mainly for the floor that he brings to the action. Last 10 games, averaging 15.7. Uh, so he's averaging on the season, obviously. He's coming off a 16 point performance against the Angels. He only has one start where he hasn't got you at least 13.8. Again, on this slate, I want the floor. I really, really want the floor with uh, your pitching. He had six Ks his last time out. Not a massive strikeout guy. Yeah, he has five or more Ks in only half of his starts, four or more and four or six. That's one of the bugaboos with him. He's not striking a lot of guys out. And obviously, if you're a regular listener of the show, what do we want? We want guys that strike guys out. But we also want guys that can get you deep into games, which Bassett can do. He can limit the damage. ERA at 297 
is something that really, really stands out as well. Facing this Texas team that strikes out 23.2% of the time, first right-handed pitching with a buck 97 batting average, which is very, very nice. When you're looking at Chris Bassett, only a 122 ISO and a 270 Woba. So they have struggled tremendously, first right-handed pitching. And Joey Gallo has struggled tremendously, first right-handed pitching. If you're a BVP truther, Gallo's had a little success first Bassett. But if you're um, looking at the, the logistics here, he's um, he's having a horrible year. His main damage has come versus left-handed pitching. So a guy like Bassett at 86, very much in play. If you're playing cash, he's cash viable. Um, don't mind him at all tonight. Kevin Gossman, we talked about him yesterday. The seven-inning game might actually kind of help him because we were shooting for five to six innings, preferably six with Gossman. Um, I, I could see this game being a lot of different. I could, like if we talk about it on the Line Star show, it's like a four-outcome game. You can see Gossman and, and Scherzer both getting beat up. I kind of see it more like a two-to-one, three-to-two type game where they're kind of dueling and guys kind of sprinkling some runs here and there. Who knows, but Gossman's been outstanding. No problem using him. I detailed him deeply yesterday and in uh, the values article on uh, Rotoballer. His, his splitter usage is through the roof, and it's been outstanding. The swinging strike rate on it, the whiff, like whiff rates, the all that good stuff has been great. So I have no problem going to Gossman. Just know the uh, it's the Dodgers. They're heating up. Bellinger's on fire. He's up to 6,100 tonight. He's 57 yesterday versus Gossman. They moved him up to 61 in a shorter game. Yeah, don't get me started on DraftKings right now. They're um, not just their pricing. They're their overall um, way they run the product right now is making me very furious. But um, but uh, Gossman at 64 is very much uh, viable as a punt. But the punt today is going to be very, very popular. You're like Scherzer Sanchez. Sixto Sanchez will be your popular one-two punch tonight. That's why I kind of want to go to Ryu Sanchez to be a little different. I think Ryu's got a similar production outcome that Scherzer can have because I, I don't think Scherzer is going to – Go deep enough to get that 30-plus points we used to love from Scherzer. You never know. We saw DeGrom almost get 40 last night. Anything's possible. But uh, you got Sixto Sanchez against the New York Mets in New York where the wind is blowing at 12 miles an hour from left field. In Sanchez's debut, five innings, six hits, three earned. Gave up two long balls, struck out four for 13.7. He's 5,100 bucks. He's 5,100. You can definitely look at this uh, matchup here. You got the New York Metropolitans who – uh, let's slide down and find them. Striking out 21% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Hitting 278 because like we mentioned time and time again, they have some decent lefties there. Nemo, Dom Smith. Uh, watch Dom Smith's videos if you want to. Amazing stuff. Uh, Conforto, uh, Cano's there. They got some lefties that are being productive. Conforto went deep last night. So 278 average. 166 ISO, though. It doesn't like It's good, but doesn't jump off the page. 347 Woba, good. Doesn't jump off the page. So Sixto's got just nasty movement on his stuff. Uh, he was throwing his fastball high 90s, low 100s at times. He, he's filthy, absolutely filthy. So Sixto at uh, 51, really good punt option. Keep him in mind. So when you're looking at pitching, Scherzer's there. Kershaw's interesting. 70 kind of makes it, eh. So it makes you kind of want to go up to Scherzer or go down to Ryu. Ryu's risky in that ballpark. Be very, very careful. Watch the weather. It, it, there's a lot of factors involved there. But Ryu could be a play. You got Bassett in the middle. And then your punts are Sixto Sanchez and uh, Mr. Gossman. That's where I'd be looking on that one. Let's go to the bats on this seven gamer. You got um, real mute over Scherzer. If you want to get real weird, you could go to Philly against Scherzer and just be really weird. I just don't think you need to go there unless you're mass entering on a crazy site like this. You got other things to probably worry about, but uh, yeah, but when you slide on down, you look for some savings uh, at the catcher's position because there's a lot of high priced options tonight, which is really, really odd to see. But if you're saving money and you're not using Bassett, Trevino's 3,400 hit in the middle of that Texas order. That brings some viability. Danny Jansen at 34 versus Mazza. Mazza is going to just welcome to the bigs, kid. 
It's going to be one of those moments. Jansen, 3,400. The Jays are a big, big stack. Not sure you want to waste it on your catcher because there's other options there, but he's 34. You got Wilson Ramos. If you're not using six, though, he's 33. Mike Zunino versus the lefty means. Zunino's, you, you use him versus lefties because you're just hoping he just runs into a few. He's 3K versus means. Means has given up four home runs in his nine innings versus lefties this year. Be, be qualified there versus lefties. And in his career, like recently, the lefties have gotten to him pretty good. So uh, Zunino at 3K could run into one for you. No problem there. Other than that, check your lineups to see what value pops up. Hopefully one of the uh, deep trois catchers uh, comes in there nice and cheap for us. You know, we had Romine on a nice night last night. He's 34, but maybe you get Griner tonight at a wonderful – let's slide down and find him. Grayson Griner's 2,500 versus Randy. Babip is on his side, Dobnak. So keep that in mind. First base position, you got Belly Bonds mentioned he's up $6,100. It's in play. He's a, he's, a, he's a viable play, but damn. Muncie 55 as well, but you got Matty Olson. Uh, he's only GPP viable at 53 because A, the price, and B, it's strikeout or home run. So he's not getting you the filler stats that a cash game requires. I uh, got Sonovers Boyd at 49. It's very nice. We know Matty Boyd's getting shelled. He's up the long ball a ton. The Twins are in a big, big place here tonight. So look at the Twins. Uh, lefty's 299, righty's 341 versus Matty Boyd so far this year. Miggy Sano is uh, feeling it right now, one would say. 7, 9, 16, 21, 21, 9, 7, 12, 12, 7. So seven or more points in 10 straight games. That's almost cash viable, folks. But there's a better cash game play. Uh, Mr. Brosu uh, from Tampa Bay. He's up to 4,700. He was fun when he was a value. Not a value anymore. Does have three career home runs and a four hits against uh, Mr. Means. But uh, 47 for Brosu is tough to pay for. Those cheaper Rays that I like. Uh, Rays, Twins, you can get a lot of fun with them. I think the Tigers are sneaky. We'll get into all of that in a bit, but your your, your cash game plays Vladito Vlad Guerrero Jr. is forty three hundred bucks, uh, twenty one points last night, averaging nine point one over his last ten, twenty nine or twenty seven, eleven, ten, seven, fourteen over his last six games. He's crushing the baseball. Wrote about him at Roto Baller today for the first base uh, target. His hard hit rate, his barrel rate, everything over the last like uh, I can't remember eight nine games that I wrote about for his hitting streak. He's on. He's like a nine game hitting streak. Um, he's only striking out like 13% of the time over those nine games, which is mo- almost more impressive than anything for me with Vlad. So he's putting the ball in play a lot. He's hitting it extremely hard. The results are showing. 4300 from Vladito is a really good price tag in this matchup tonight. Uh, then we're looking for value. Dom Smith at 39 definitely stands out. And the GPP, Eric Thames for Spencer Howard at 38. The thing, Howard's been okay, not bad. He hasn't gotten out of four innings in his last two starts. He went four and two thirds like in his first start. So he hasn't gone through five ever in his first three starts, which means Philly's bullpen, which means, oh boy. So uh, Eric Thames at 38 is a GPP play for sure. And then you got like Danny Santana at 36 if you're looking for a punt. Um, a very popular play will be Rowdy Tellez after going double dong yesterday. He's only 29 versus Maza. That is a great savings. I don't hate it. He's usually all or nothing with Tellez, but in that matchup versus Maza and company, 29 for uh, Tellez is very nice. It just means you can't give Vladito. That sucks. I really like Vlad tonight. Really, really do. I think um, if you're playing cash, you play Vlad. If you're playing GPP, I'd still play Vlad, but at least you can talk about Telez in a GPP. It'd be one thing if you had two pitchers. To, if you want to go Ryu Scherzer and then go Telez, sure, I could see that. But uh, it, there's other places to save, I guess I'm saying. Telez only GPP for me. Second base, you got Brandon Lau versus Means. I don't think Means is going to be super long for the game. So if you want to be contrarian and play Lau and the lefty-lefty there at 56, he could be worth the look. Bijou at 51 is solid as well. 
when you're sliding down if you're fading Kershaw, you got Solano and Flores, both um, fades of Kershaw plays if you're going that route. Robbie Cano's only 4K versus uh, Sixto Sanchez. He can be a play for you. Jeff McNeil's struggling. He's in the seventh or eighth in that Mets lineup. He's 38. It just sucks seeing him hit there. Again, if you're fading Scherzer with the Phillies, Gene Segura's hit him very well. He's 3,700. Um, not saying you have to fade Scherzer, just if you are, that's the route you should take. Other than that, we got our boy back. It's been a while since we had the Nats on a main slate. Luis Garcia is only 2,500. Still hitting over 300 on the season. Uh, just kind of a punt play at 2,500. Not sure you need it, though, because there's other values that might have more production upside, but Luis at 25 in play. Third base mentioned Max Muncy earlier at 55. You got uh, Rafael Devers, if you want to be contrarian, at 47. The lefty-lefty. Uh, Gaselman starting for the Mets in a bullpen game. Brian Anderson's only 4,400 if you want to go the Marlins route, which most people don't do, and it's, it'd be super contrarian. Let's put it that way because there's a lot of ways to go on bats tonight. To get to the Marlins, you'd really need to get uh, different. Uh, Marvin Gonzalez has hit Boyd extremely well. I think he's like 7 or 8 for 15 in his career. I know it's not a big sample, but that's a pretty good clip there at 41 hundo. Longoria's on fire right now, especially versus lefty, so 39 versus uh, Kershaw for contrarian action. Yandy Diaz only 35 versus the lefty means. If you want to look that route, other than that, there's really not a lot of value down here except Isaac Paredes at 2,300 coming off. He's uh, multi-hit games in two of his last three, starting to slowly get it going. Super punch play if you need to. But Dobnak, he's looked good this year, but look at that ERA and look at that four, like 408 XFIP and FIP. Uh, his bad bit breaks only like 226. He's been getting – and his, his strikeout rate's very low, so the ball's in play a lot. He's getting very, very fortunate. So keep that in mind with Dobnak. Eventually, the shoe's going to fall there. Detroit's value tonight, just like we mentioned yesterday, and it came through in a big way, could come through for you tonight as well. So keep in, uh, uh, keep in mind um, the Tigers as well. Heading over to the shortstop position, you can pay up for sure. You got Seager at 53. Looked great yesterday. It's still good today, but I keep, I'm keep i going to keep hashing on the seven-inning game. It's Obviously, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that. probably takes away an at-bat, maybe two. So keep that kind of stuff in mind there with uh, Seager and the Dodgers. Uh, Trey Turner is a very sneaky play at 52. He has been very, very good. Averaging 13.2 his last 10, 8, 14, 11, 26, 3, 6, uh, 18, 14, 15, 14, 9. <clears throat> so double digits in eight of his last 10, nine or more in nine, um, or eight or more in nine of his last 10. 5,200 bucks. Most people don't like to play him, and uh, he'll go well under the radar at 5,200 against Howard and then a lot of Phillies bullpen. So keep that in mind. Jorge Polanco has hit Boyd well in his career. He's 4,800. I mentioned Devers is contrarian. Bogarts at 44 versus Ryu would be as well. Uh, that's something to take a look at if you're fading Ryu. you got Nico Goodrum versus Dobnak, another piece of Detroit. is probably the most expensive piece of Detroit. Coming off a 16-pointer last night, he's got the most upside. It's funny he's only hitting a buck 90, but a 673 OPS isn't great. But if you're hitting a buck 90, it's better than you'd think. Uh, five homers. He stuffs the stat sheet. That's one thing he does for like a bad average. Still gets the job done. Very good OVP type guy. So Goodrum at 42 is interesting. But uh, my play, if you're not paying up for one of the big boys up top, Willie Adamas at 39 is in Fuego right now. He's uh, hit safely in like 13 of his last 16. He's hitting over 300 at, during that strip. Hard hit rate and barrel rate's very, very strong over that stretch. Um, lately against lefties, they've been hitting him fourth or fifth in the lineup. Obviously facing means tonight could could benefit there. So Adamas at 3900 bucks, pretty good value for the upside in that matchup, especially if attacking the Rays tonight. A uh, few others to take a peek at. Uh, there's not a ton of value down here. So I try to stay um, Adamus up if you can. That would be my main goal tonight. 
Outfield, you got Betts, you got Bellinger, but Soto at 59 versus Howard, I'd rather take them for some savings in a nine-inning game versus the Phillies bullpen in a heartbeat. You got Nelly Cruz versus Matt Boyd. So Nelly versus a lefty, check. Versus a lefty that gives up a lot of home runs, check. Yeah, Nelson Cruz, it's crazy. There's only one for 12 lifetime versus Boyd. That made me laugh when I saw that. You know what I say? He's due. No. Uh, Nelson Cruz, 5,700 versus lefty, very, very good. Uh, but you do have Soto at 59. Very hard to uh, pass on that as well. Austin Meadows at 52 is a nice contrarian angle against Means. You have Biggio is a good-looking play. Anthony Santander at 47, switch hitting versus Yarborough and company. Uh, Conforto at 44 if you're not using Sixto Sanchez. But, you know, if you just want to you – know, I love Soto. He's like my favorite play in the outfield. But T. Oscar Hernandez is only 4300 bucks. Go look at his stat cast page. Like, ridiculous, especially over the last, like, 10 to 14 games. Really crazy. So Tioscar at 43, very, very strong play. You got Gurriel at 4K, outstanding. Gritchick at 39. All four really, really – are all three very, very strong plays for Toronto. I like Tioscar the most, but Gurriel and Gritchick, not much to complain about there. Like all strong, strong looks there. Um, if you're stacking the Twins, Kepler hits lefties fine. Rosario's not bad either. They'd be your contrarian angles because people see lefty-lefty and run for Z Hills. I mentioned Dom Smith earlier. Uh, Hunter Renfro at 38 mashes lefties. So you got your shot here versus Means tonight. That's an interesting look at 3,800. John Birdie at 37 outfield shortstop. If you want to really kind of, you know, not worry about home runs, but hope he steals and does things, you got that. Uh, Piscotti is 3,500. That's nice value in the outfield. Nemo at 35 as well. Uh, sliding on down some more, though, you got the likes of Manny Margot and only 31 hundo against John Means. And Manny's been hitting really good over the last week or two. So keep that in mind, hitting over 300 with some authority, especially against lefties. So Margot at 31 is in play. Kevin Pillar at 3K versus a lefty as well. And then you check lineups like Victor Reyes is 29. He, or, or, yeah, Victor Reyes is 29. He's hitting well. He's got Dobnak. Victor Robles is 28. So uh, see what comes out the rest of the way for your value. Recapping your pitching, you got Scherzer up top, Kershaw, seven inning game. Be careful. Hungjin Ryu could be a nice pivot off the two big boys up top. Uh, Chris Bassett in the middle, good floor, hopefully a better ceiling, but a good floor. And then you got Sixto Sanchez and Gossman down below. That's where I'd be picking my fancy there. Toronto is my favorite stack by far. Just watch the weather, but love me some Toronto. Hopefully they just get a late start or the weather goes away. So uh, Toronto stack him up versus Chris Mazza. Play for, pray for him. But Vladito, T. Oscar, kind of my top two options, but man, Guriel, Biggio, Gritchick, and company all playing great. So I like that quite a bit. Uh, Washington versus Spencer Howard in the Phillies bullpen might get a little overlooked that people see Spencer Howard like that a lot. Tampa Bay versus John Means would be a major target as well. Uh, Minnesota versus Matt Boyd is a very, very strong play because Matt Boyd, he pitched well his last time out. I'll give him that. But uh, yeah, let's be real. And then Detroit versus Minnesota is the sneaky one for me because Randy Dobnak, it's coming eventually. Maybe it's not today, but I'm going to keep picking on it because that Babbitt is going to eventually regress to a very – very bad outing for him. So um, Detroit versus Dobnak, if you need savings, is in play for you as well. All right, everybody, quick hits in the books. Again, I started out with it. Um, I, I won't say much more, but uh, keep an eye on things. Be careful with your contests. There's more important things out there. Uh, start taking a stand for what's right and uh, help out the world around you because we are all the same people. So everybody have a great Thursday. I'll be back with you Friday with the big, big slate on tap. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, August 27th edition. I'm out.